Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Private Education. It is my first time back in an actual human studio since um, pre-COVID. And if this was your first week back in work, uh, like overall back in work, or if you're back on site in work, I feel your pain. I'm sure it was horrific, but you've made it. It's now the weekend, kind of, almost. Um, So, yeah, congratulations to you. And... My guest today, I'm very excited to have an in real life guest because I've been doing a lot of Zooms and we're all over those, is um, my guest is Leah Don Hines, who is a journalist and author and podcaster actually, who first of all started out with, she was asked to do a column for Image magazine called Things Fall Apart and it was about her separation and divorce and from that column then she developed and created a hugely successful podcast called um, How to Fall Apart and that then turned into a book called How to Fall Apart. And I devoured it in two sittings last week. It was a fantastic book. And I'm biased because Leah is also a friend of mine and she's <laughs> also one of the co-creators of uh, Rogue. So welcome, Leah. Thank you for joining me. Ash, thank you so much for having I'm me so here. I'm so buzzed. <laughs> I know. Leah in this I, human studio. <laughs> I know, yeah. Do you like it? Um, Leah and I talk on the phone for um, eight hours every day uh, about Rogue stuff. So we have had all, we've probably had all these chats before now. But I'm just going to, we're going to talk about... Um, well, I want to ask you questions about the book and the podcast and stuff, but we're going to talk about things not to say to someone who has gone through a divorce, who's going through a divorce or who's, you know, kind of separating from a long term relationship of any kind, really, um, which Leah is kind of an expert on at this stage, <laughs> yes. really. I mean, you've done a lot of writing and a lot of podcasting. Exactly. So, yeah. And, you know, you've talked to all the experts as well. So that it's is true. <laughs> it's not just your personal experience. It's the fact that you have chatted to all the people. Yes. Um, and every get like I've listened to all the episodes of your podcast and you come at the same topic from so many different angles and there really is so much to cover in it. Mm, absolutely. Um, but first, I want to ask you when when Image asked you to write the column, but that was the first time you were to write about your separation divorce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you have to like, were you already at a place where you were like, yeah, I can do this. I can write about this. Or were you still processing and this helped you process? So I actually pitched the column to them. Okay. And initially, Ash, the idea was... <laughs> initially? <laughs> literally, I wanted to get free makeup. So <laughs> never happened. <laughs> yeah, one, three. That did not materialise. Yeah, I'm open to it though. Um, so basically, <laughs> as like when, when I was right in the middle of the breakup, I noticed or afterwards I noticed that I had just taken to wearing like black clothes, gym gear the whole time. And a lot of my work has been in fashion, so I have a lot of clothes. Mm-hmm. And but the things like that that you enjoy, you know, like putting an outfit together or getting a blow dry done or whatever, they just become like another thing to do when okay. you're dealing with something difficult. But as I started coming out of it, one of my best friends, Sophie White, mentioned to me, oh, you're like getting the odd, you know, blow drying, getting the nails done and whatever. <laughs> um, and we were kind of chatting. I thought, like, wouldn't it be a good idea to do like kind of makeover after a breakup column? Yeah. Like you could be doing like, what's the best um, waterproof mascara for when okay, you cry yeah. all the time? Genius idea. I was going to do one on a haircut. Uh, I found I had bought like five pairs of high heels that I wouldn't have bought if I wasn't separated because okay. they would have made me taller than my husband. Okay. So it was like little things like that. So I pitched it thinking like, this would be great. Yeah. Um, and, and really fun and girly yeah. and like <laughs> yeah. yeah and like I suppose I know loads of makeup artists and hair people and stuff mm-hmm. so I can get a kind of insider's view and that yeah. kind of thing yeah. literally didn't write about that at all <laughs> sat down and the first one was about 
kind of dressing your way through this situation okay. and how um, very much inspired by my then four year old who loves to dress up and like I would find you know, I'd come downstairs and I'd get like a head to toe glance <laughs> like where's your dress mom <laughs> <laughs> you're like clothes shamed oh by, my God, by a, a four year old yeah. lovely so um, and she, she just, is very sassy though from what I know she has a lot of sass yeah. um, so like her kind of like love of getting dressed up mm. and it kind of reminded me of my grandmother who would have had you know like when we when after she died and we went to kind of go through her stuff she had like all her like dance shoes like perfectly boxed mm. and her gloves and her jewelry and everything and it just reminded me of that and I suppose how like all that stuff is a form of kind of looking after yourself mm-hmm. I think you know yeah, and it's kind yeah. of treating yourself well yeah. which is not something you're really great at doing when you're in the middle of a crisis mm-hmm. and so it be, kind of became more about that kind of thing and like I think the new first column was kind of dressing for a new life um, and so it, that's where it started and it kind of went on to be much more about the things that you experience when you're grieving and when you're dealing with huge change Mm -hmm. and the things that help and then the people I suppose that help so you were kind of already on your way out of yes the the darkest part of the grief when this all started I definitely was yeah and then then obviously that that column kind of morphed into a podcast Mm -hmm. was the podcast you kind of you speak to other people who have gone through Mm stages of grief or just difficult periods in their lives or you know various challenges Mm. was that you know did you kind of feel at that point okay I'm confident enough now I've gone through this I Mm. can almost help other people I suppose I I pitched it to Cass our mutual producer as what I particularly love to do in my own journalism work is interview other women about their lives Mm -hmm. and the things that they've gone through and how they've coped so it was um, and yeah I definitely I think when you go through something difficult I know I'm a better journalist and a better interviewer because of that because what I feel is that whatever your specific circumstances that you've experienced you will experience the same things mm-hmm. um obviously in different degrees depending on what it is you've kind of suffered yeah um so I find having those conversations even though everyone's like I say circumstances are different there's a kind of universal universality to yeah, it yeah yeah um that <laughs> nailed it <laughs> that um that I find helpful and yeah. I hope other people find helpful yeah and and that was it the same with the book then you know that kind of I feel like the book is like the peak of okay <laughs> you you know you've you've got it all now in one place all the advice and I I mean I was reading it and it was so relevant it's it's like it's a book about you know friendship was like a really like mm. big theme because mm. you talk about you know how all of the supports from your your various friends like mm. Sophie and your breastfeeding gals and mm. all that they all played their parts and it's also like I found it really hopeful because oh, it's you. like it is about grief and it is about this really you know life-altering thing happening mm. it's and it's almost like I think you described it actually in the book as like it's almost like a, a death but you just yeah you're yeah. you're grieving someone who's still there kind of absolutely um and like it was yeah it was so hopeful because and also like you know the fact that Sarah is there and she's mm. helped you know your, mm. your daughter's helping you I just found it really um yeah hopeful that's brilliant and, and so you know whether I think whether you've gone through separation or divorce or not mm. it's a book that will resonate yeah I Do suppose you feel that way? I hoped that yeah, mm, yeah. and thank you Um, like one of the big things I hope that this kind of work would uh, kind of push back on is the idea that for I think for women we're often made to feel like there are certain kind of things we need to achieve and if we don't achieve them then we're somehow kind of failing at life Um, and I definitely felt that maybe that was a pressure put on on myself Um, no but I I think think every woman feels it I really do I mean I know I certainly felt it growing up and and even still in adulthood you still feel like at the minute because I've been married for a couple of years and there has yet to be a baby Yeah, I I feel a lot of when are you going to tick the next box that's one of the um, great things about when you separate if you've one child the people stop saying ah you wouldn't leave run around would you yeah yeah yeah, people yeah. are so quick to comment on yeah, our lives totally. you know yeah. and I think you get like periods of grace where you're like oh okay you've gone to college or you've you know you're in that first good job hopefully in your 20s yeah. we let you off but then it's like oh you're 30s are you settling down you know yeah and yeah. there's all these kind of stages and yeah. so I definitely wanted the book to prove 
to or to show that like you can completely go off that established path yeah. of husband married you know yeah. but come back around to feeling completely content and happy and that your life is I mean I was gonna say enough but more than enough you yeah. know I feel incredibly lucky and yeah. um, so definitely that was kind of important and the other thing I suppose I'm always keen to you know add to that conversation of and especially conscious as a having a little girl of the idea that like it's quite normal to feel like your life has kind of fallen apart at times or you know is really difficult Mm -hmm. and nobody should feel like you know that that's in any way a sign that they are failing again or Or you know less than exactly you know because I think these things when you're in the middle of them they can feel quite othering you know Mm -hmm. you can feel like you're off in your corner having a terrible time and obviously things like Instagram and that really don't help with that so I think you know Instagram helps a very little to be told (laughs) like it's it's not helpful at all (laughs) so that I think yeah definitely and that's great if you found it hopeful I was listening to a TED talk the other day and it was about the three different types of communicators and there was like basically 70% of the population are what's known as lookers Mm -hmm. and they look for visual cues and things like that then there's like I think it was 25% are listeners Mm -hmm. and they look for you know that type thing and then there's like 5% who are feelers and they look for tactile contact and all this kind of stuff so Mm. I was I they during the TED talk they tested you to figure out which one you are so they asked you to um, imagine a scenario in your head or or, um, a memory that you have Mm. and if you're a looker, it plays out in your head when you have your eyes closed as visuals and you you see the scene happening like a movie. Mm-hmm. If you're a listener, you hear the sounds that you heard in that memory. So interesting. And you can hear what people were saying or the music that was playing or whatever. And if you're a feeler, you f- remember how you felt and you remember if there was someone touching you at the time or mm. if there was someone near you at the time. Mm. And I'm a looker, as it turns out, mm. and I don't mean in <laughs> in, the, in the other meaning. <laughs> That's I, so interesting. But it, it was, and it just made me think, because when when you're when I if I'm ever to communicate with someone who has been separated or divorced mm. or gone through that kind of grief, you you want to communicate. Your natural thing is to communicate with someone in the way you are. So if yeah. you're a looker, you communicate as a looker. If you're a listener, you communicate as a listener, etc. And when I was reading the list of things not to say to someone mm-hmm. who were separated or divorced, a couple of them I was like, oh, I probably would have said that. 100%, yeah. Because I'm sure I did as well. Because I'm a looker. And, yeah. and I was thinking, if the person is just looking for a listener, if they just want someone to mm-hmm. listen to mm-hmm. how they're feeling mm-hmm. or listen to what they have to say, yes, your looking persona is not going to help them. Yeah, so That's so true. The first thing that you've got down here which is 100% which is what I what I and I should said. preface yeah. all this by I'm sure I said these things oh no totally we, we all were do. not perfect yeah. none yeah. of us are yeah. but it's so good to know because the first one is what happened and like five question marks and that is exactly what I would have said yeah. including the five question marks I would have been like <laughs> what happened yeah. yeah you know yeah why is that not okay because think about what you're asking about yeah like a, it's so private and personal. She says that as someone who's written a book. No, listen, that it's aside. not in the book. <laughs> it actually isn't I in really the book. I really can't stand on that platform. <laughs> so private, how dare you? Um, so it's also probably not something that can be summed up in a, you know, hi, how are you? I've just separated. Oh my God, what happened? Well, let me tell you. Yes. Conversation. Okay. Um, if you're asking, you don't know there might be a reason why you don't know. Yeah. Like I had a few really good friends and my mum and dad who were like right in the middle of it. People mm-hmm. I never had to tell or explain because they saw the whole thing unfold. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's so helpful to have those people. Um, and you might not want, so you might not want to, you know, tell everyone what happened or mm-hmm. whatever. But I think the main thing for me with that one was, do you know, if you don't know already, if you have to ask, there's possibly a reason you're not one of those people I might not want to explain to you yeah exactly and you're so right like it's not something that takes you can't say it in like an elevator pitch format no you really can't and the thing is okay well let me tell you about the past 10 years of my life that's it exactly exactly like I did an interview yesterday um, and he kept asking like was there one moment and blah 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 and obviously everyone's situation is difficult different there will be you know if somebody's maybe had an affair and there's a confession you know that's yeah but like a lot of the time there isn't really one moment. Yeah. It can't be summed up. Um, and and so, so, you know, 
this kind of what happened. It's just not answerable. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, and I think maybe this might be a later point so we can go into it, but like, you got to think of the person you're talking to, like their whole life, it's like somebody's got like the blanket beneath it and thrown it up into the air and everything's in the air. Yeah. You know, that it's not helping them to yeah. say what happened. Yeah. You know, like exactly like you said there, really yeah. think about like, What's helping them here? Yeah. You know, like yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about somebody who just got news of a real illness. And we were kind of talking about how to broach that the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of saying like, ask whatever is easy for them to answer. Okay. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So like, ask, how are you? Yeah. Maybe because they can, you know what I mean? But like saying even like, I'm so sorry, like that puts them into, th- and obviously that's a really like, well meant well meaning you know what I mean but it is also then there if you come at them with like oh my god I'm so sorry they have to go oh my god I know it's you know what I mean they're responding to what you're bringing to it that real Irish thing like of ah I'm grand I'm fine I'll be fine like my inclination if I I remember when I was uh, when my grandmother passed away and people were saying oh my god I'm so sorry I was like ah look Mm. you know it'll be fine she was ill and it was fine like you end up apologizing for your own sadness yeah so sometimes yeah set, uh, approaching someone and saying I'm so sorry yeah in in isolation yeah is not the right thing no and I think if you keep it like saying how are you you're kind of letting them tee off the conversation yeah so if they go grand today yeah you today's go, a good day grand. yeah and yeah, you yeah, take yeah. your cue yeah but like if you put your like Ah, yeah. reaction. Yeah. Then they have to kind of react to that. Yeah. So and do you, that puts do you it think do you think it would be good to come at someone because you know if you're meeting someone for the first time, say who's gone through mm-hmm. a separation and or a divorce, and you know that that's what they've gone through, mm-hmm. but you don't know the yeah 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 the full details, or whatever. You know that they're upset. Obviously, you know mm-hmm. that they're going through a really hard time. Is it good to not almost avoid mm. the topic, but is it good to come at them with like a practical? So do you need any help with, you know, yeah, mo- I think moving definitely. or do you need any help with, you yeah. know, is that a good? I think avoiding, and again, I'm saying this with huge hindsight. So like, I'm not in, remotely being like judgmental. You yeah. know what I mean? We yeah. all like, because we've all been in no, the situations where you're like, you go oh through God. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think ignoring it like when like I said a minute ago you can feel quite othered when you're in these situations and kind of like oh god I'm off here with my whole life that's turned into a mess and you know yeah. so like ignoring it can kind of compound that a little bit okay. like so I think yeah best thing is god that must be really difficult how are you getting on yeah okay so you know you're just like acknowledging obviously it's difficult, it's difficult. how are you getting on and then and, you know or is there any, like you said there, perfect is there anything I can do to help yeah so it's you know it's kind of acknowledging it so yeah. you're not giving them the message of like this is just too, you know can't even bring yeah, myself yeah but you're kind of keeping it you know yeah level I think my personal reaction to situations like that is to same thing I do I'm basically Chandler from friends I try and use <laughs> use humor as a distraction so I would always try and like I would my my offensive mechanism would be to try and cheer people up or say mm. something light-hearted mm. or break the which I think tension. is totally a good instinct okay you know so I can yeah. do that that's yeah. great <laughs> so okay. I'm now this, like this, this is, is just gonna make people really nervous <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I think it's good though because I mean unless you've gone through it you really don't know like you said you didn't even know yourself at the start totally and I have definitely definitely made these mistakes yeah in myself so you say as well mm-hmm. uh, oh my god I can't believe it is something not to say yeah again like it's it's not and does that make you feel like a failure yeah and it's kind of like it's just bringing your reaction into it which just really isn't it's not about you about yeah Yeah. exactly yeah and like believe me they can't believe it either (laughs) times do you know what I mean it's like yeah no I know I know I Um, can't believe it either yeah thanks very much for noticing exactly and also I think it's probably good to be conscious of like you know, you don't know quite where they are in their day with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So bringing a huge level of emotion and shock. Yeah. When they might be like, oh, I'm planning my first dinner party. You know, yeah. this is kind yeah. of exciting. Yeah. Um, you know, and then they have to kind of match you where you are. Yeah. Where, you know. So someone could bring you back down to yeah, a level you're, you're beyond. So. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It could, I, I suppose it probably changes day to day. Like there's a day oh, where. Like hour to hour. Okay, when right. you're in the early stages. Like right. I remember that feeling just really frustrating, exhausting that you're like. I was going to quote Ronan and be like, life is a roller coaster. No, please don't. <laughs> I can't believe I went there. Please don't. I have to cut that out. It'll be an editing mess for it's Cassie. so true though. <laughs> <laughs> so spot on. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I just remember in the early days being like so exhausting. Your day would be so exhausting, you yeah. know, because you've no, yeah. um, you've just no sense of where your mood is going to go. Yeah. And like I recorded the audiobook last week and a woman messaged me that night and she was like, I'm reading the book. I'm kind of nervous. It's going to like, you know, it hasn't so far, but I'm anxious. It's going to turn my mood. And I was mm. like, I know I read that part in the book today and I'd actually forgotten how fragile you feel yeah. in those early days. Like okay. I said, don't worry, you get beyond that because okay. I never feel like that now. Okay, Where good. like okay. a random query would be like spiraling Set me up. Yeah, 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 but like, yeah, those in those early days of grief, whatever it is, like you are like, you know, hour by hour. It just, it, it feels like... I think I say that the book like do you know those like um in like kids water parks the buckets that keep fall, filling and filling oh, yeah, and then yeah. they you know <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. there's one of those above you the whole time the whole time and you just don't know when it's going to tip over okay. so you're kind of like you know just trying to get keep on top of things yeah. um so yeah I think anything that like brings a big you know yeah take can change your mood with yeah, someone else yeah, yeah yeah exactly and yeah like that it's not about you. I don't care what you can believe and what you can't believe. That's it, like it's, in the I'm nicest sure possible feel. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but you're, you're like, I mean, it's not even yours to be nice. Like, I mean, you're the one that's going through it and for them to say, I can't believe it. Like, yeah. get over it. Yeah. I can yeah. believe it. I'm yeah. the one doing like, it. Like, so. Do, take your obsession. Take your, yeah, yeah, take your shock and, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, another thing you say, and this one I can assure you I would never say because I actually think <laughs> this is just this is offensive to anyone man woman whatever no matter what you are or who you are with when the end of a relationship comes for someone to say it's fine you'll meet someone else yeah, yeah. like please yeah a it's so irritating I don't need someone it? else yeah b yeah the implication that I need someone else is offensive yeah and c I'm literally going through yeah the biggest upset of my life and you're like it's fine there's someone else out there for you yeah exactly like so it's just so weird dating because it kind of puts you in this position as well being like like if you're not fine you're like you know it's not that replaceable and if you are fine and you're not looking for someone else you're in the position of having to kind of justify that or put you know what I mean yeah or Um, explain how fine you are by yourself exactly you're like on the back foot kind of so yeah like I and obviously it's totally different for each person and I totally get how some people are like you know really want to get into a relationship quickly and do and that's what works them cool I really didn't and don't Mm. um and it's kind of irritating sometimes when people you know kind of think that like yeah, but do you like are yeah, you yeah, yeah. really are you, you know? just pretending yeah are you just telling yeah. us you're grand exactly. by yourself yeah. yeah exactly um and yeah so anything and I think again with these kind of things like I think one of them I was saying was you know again you might you'll have another child or you'll mm-hmm. any of those assumptions yeah. about another person's life and yeah. where they're at you know it's so dodgy to make like yeah. and this you know I think that's for women in general with any kind of kid stuff yeah you just have to be so totally, you know what I mean yeah. saying to someone and I kind of think it's pr- it can be projecting as well mm, so say 100%. you know if there's if there's a mother or a, a woman who says to you oh you'll have another child it'll be mm. grand you, your child won't be an only child it'll happen again they're that's yeah. not about you yeah. that's about their fear yeah. that's yeah. about the fact that they didn't want to have an only child or the fact that they are worried that they might you know that's totally there's definitely totally. something like I said to you earlier like I remember noticing the relief of people not saying to me anymore you're gonna go again yeah 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 you couldn't leave her alone could you yeah. like I used to and because it is you're like sorry I don't bring your prejudices against about no. only children to me no. I'm fine yeah. I'm just going about my day yeah. I don't need your you know no. reviews and reflections on how my child's going to be no. she's grand thanks yeah. um, and I think for women anything to do with children with mm. women let's just not comment let's yeah. not reflect upon it agree. you know yeah. let's not give our thoughts and agree. opinions and another thing is you don't want anyone and I <laughs> I hear this. You don't want anyone saying, "Well, my husband works away," so I completely want to, I completely understand what it's like to be a single parent. Yeah. So I've gotten this one, and I actually, it actually doesn't bother me. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. But I know it really bothers a lot of people, yeah. and I get that. And I can, yeah, I was, I can yeah. understand that. Like, I totally get where, like, I suppose it doesn't bother me because I can really see people are like trying to reach out and be like. I'm trying to... I'm trying to empathise. Yeah. 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 And I totally but like, get it. But please have so better emotional intelligence. It's like, that's like, not empathy. Do, yeah. It's, you know, because obviously it's like, you know, it's so different, you know, to um, like being 
single and whether that's with child or without just mm-hmm. financially mm-hmm. in terms of the future yeah. uh you know like I used to get really obsessed about what retirement would look like after we separated which I would never have thought about before mm-hmm. I specifically worried about how I'll get up and down my quite steep wooden stairs I remember this from not the something I would ever have yeah. considered and like yeah. not as if like my ex-husband would have been there like get over my shoulder yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. presumably would have been the same exactly. level of elderly also yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. on the, zoom, the whatever the chairs are the sti- what's it called? Not styra it's not a styra now. Oh. It's a, well they're yes. fantastic and I think we should all have one in yes. our homes and so. I will be having one <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so like I think um, like I get the instinct of that yeah. and it's really well meant yeah. but it's also like it's just not true mm-hmm. you know what I mean and, and in saying that like I so one of my cousins actually her husband would have travelled during the week mm-hmm. when her kids were really young um, and she had three kids um, so like really intense whenever and we we have actually had conversations about you know being the adult the only adult in the house during the week and the tv and she like she started a knitting club so you can like you can find your middle ground and I suppose that's what someone I know really well so Mm -hmm. like it's completely different from like a random stranger being like Oh, like I heard you separated. Like, yeah, like my husband is away for work for a month. Like, you know, you're I like, really understand. Okay, not the <laughs> not, same, not the thing. same thing. But like, like, so you can meet somebody, I suppose, if you know them well, and be like, and that can be kind of comforting. Yeah. To yeah. Be like, okay, you are not separated, and your husband and you are great, but we are finding a common a ground, similar sort. Yeah. But I think it's important not to say, you know, if 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 you're not going through a strikingly similar situation like even if you're at a different level or a different stage of separation or divorce Mm. not to say like and I think this this goes for any relationship or anyone who's having a problem like if a friend gets on to you and is explaining that they're having an issue saying I completely understand and then launching in with a story about yourself that's so true is not the most helpful thing and everybody wants to draw from their own experiences which is totally fine and women in general, sweeping generalization, love to give advice. But I have found, because uh, I used to be one of those, I w- used to be like, a, I completely understand this happened to me, so I totally get where you're coming from. But then things started happening to my friends that I actually didn't have experience with and didn't fully understand. Yeah. So what I was going in with instead was, I can't imagine how that must feel. Yeah. Tell yeah. me about it. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes people just want you to say, I cannot fathom what you're going through. Tell me how you feel. Totally. Do you think that's something that people could say to you and yeah, I think w- or would have been welcomed? I mean, I think what I found is like there are kind of to be really reductive, like tend to be two schools of types of reaction. Okay. One, <clears throat> excuse me, will be like I think I call them the head tilters in the book. So they'll be this kind of like, oh, head tilts. And it's okay. really like, oh my God. And you're getting a kind of quite a pitying vibe. Yeah. Which obviously most people are completely allergic to. Who yes. wants to be pitied? Yeah. Um and then there'll be other people generally people who have probably experienced something themselves in Mm -hmm. their life Mm -hmm. who will react in a kind of oh that's really difficult but like you'll know by their reaction or something they say that they know you'll get through it and everything will be okay again and they tend to be a bit more practical in their reaction Mm -hmm. they tend to be a little less scared of talking to you about it Mm -hmm. and again none of this is said with judgment I would have definitely been ahead you know and oh god I think we all are if it's at times yeah yeah, totally but I think you'll get the people you know who who kind of just know that like everything everyone goes through difficult stuff Mm -hmm. and you know it's really difficult but it's not like horrendous or scary or Mm -hmm. you know in a kind of sense of like well your life is now definitively kind of marked by this yeah yeah, well definitely like in the in a case of divorce like everyone gets through that everyone gets out alive hopefully and you know kind of makes its way through just what we're saying there like I think the is it do I mean converse wrote a book you were good language. Um, uh, the like opposite of yeah, like conversely. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was wondering where you're at. It was like, yeah. is she going to talk about Wait, shoes? Where's she going with this? Are we? <laughs> um, like, so somebody coming at you, kind of going, trying to kind of reach a middle ground. Mm-hmm. The op- like, I had somebody at a wedding who it was. She was a, a girlfriend of a friend who I'd never met, and she came to me and said, "Should I tell me about her parents breaking up?" And okay. how and. It was so sweet because I knew what she was trying to say yeah. was, look at me, I'm fine. Yeah. Because she knew I have a daughter. Yeah. And like, that can be so lovely when, you know, it was just out of the blue and she was a bit embarrassed, but like, because I think she was like, oh, I hope I'm not, you know, but yeah. I, it was so lovely. And like, yeah. so it can be so nice when somebody who has had 
in some way a similar experience yeah. kind of shares theirs to be like it's okay like yeah. you're all gonna get through yeah. this yeah but not from like a condescending no I'm so fine no, and you're just gonna, you know yeah. she's just sharing from that it she realizes you know yeah. anyone who goes through that in whatever way mm-hmm. you worry about will everyone be all right yeah and the best the thing that's most reassuring is seeing other people who've gone through it yeah and who are okay like that's the thing that will prove to you most you know your mum can say to you or your best friend it's gonna be okay but other people who are like who have experienced the exact same mm-hmm. thing like they are the most important yeah I remember actually um when so an, an, a grand aunt of mine passed away a few years back and um, one of her daughters, so my dad's cousin, um, spent a lot of time with my mom mm. because she had gone through losing her mother as well. And but but like five or six years before. So mm. she was at like an advanced stage yeah. of like that grief yeah. never goes, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But my mom was at a kind of had gone through year one, year two, year yeah. three. She had gone through those. And and that's where my my cousin was starting it. You know, she was at the start yeah. of the grief. And I think it was really they spent a lot of time chatting because I think it was good for her to see. Okay, totally. in a few years' time, this is where I might be. One hundred percent. So is yeah. that? Oh, completely. Like yeah. I was very lucky. Um, a friend of mine who I had kind of I knew her through work. I mean, you know, we'd always said, "Oh, let's go for coffee," and mm-hmm. but like just business, whatever. And I rang her after this happened, and said, "Ruth, can we actually go for coffee?" And met her and told her what had happened. And she would be about five years ahead of me. Okay. And literally, our conversation was me being like, and then I felt that yeah, and she'd be like, yeah, yeah, and I, then this happened, uh, and she was just kind of like, yeah. That's normal. Yeah, got it. Yeah, you know, and that just like for the first time in weeks after we ended the separation, I remember just feeling this kind of lightness and sense of hope that like, you know, even just seeing her kind of five years down the line and that her little boy was completely flourishing and that they'd figured out their co-parenting and they'd gotten through the worst of it. Like that was just so reassuring Mm. to be able to and and exactly like you described there to have someone who was like further down the path Mm -hmm. you know and like there's a bit in the end of the book where a friend of mine texts me out of the blue and is like yeah it's happening to me and to kind of realize you know you can kind of pay it forward and you pay it back yeah so definitely and I think like the thing about grief and all that is like you can find solidarity with people who aren't even necessarily going through the same exact same thing like the year that we separated Sophie one of my best friends her her father Kevin passed away and they were completely different circumstances obviously but so much of the stuff that we were experiencing was similar and just to have another person who like you didn't have to make like an effort with you know that like when you're having a shit grief day sorry we led Oh yeah, we're allowed to say all the words, yeah. If you want to um, throw in the C words, you totally can. I mean. space here. Um, so like just having someone that you don't have to make an effort with because yeah. like you're so exhausted when you're grieving apart from anything yeah. else. Yeah. Like I remember sitting outside like um, Sari's ballet class and the two of us just kind of there like slumped on the couch and you know, yeah. kind of mustering up a bit of a conversation. But like it felt so comforting to have somebody yeah. who just got that completely. Yeah. Um, and like our situations, like I say, we're totally dissimilar. Yeah. But you go through the same kind of feelings when yeah. you're grieving yeah. you know yeah hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, another thing that I think is key mm-hmm. is not to treat someone's news of separation or divorce or a relationship breakdown as gossip yeah I mean this kind of reminded me of there was someone who I might have chatted to um a fair bit kind of towards the beginning and do you know when you have those conversations with somebody and you come away and you kind of realize later they were kind of relishing that in a kind of gossipy kind of way yeah yeah and then maybe didn't come through when 
things Support were like, was needed yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you always kind of know it's like when you've eaten too much sugar or something like that you know <laughs> and you've had those kind of conversations where you're like that person wasn't really there yeah. from a kind of supportive yeah. friendship way they were just kind of in it for the juice yeah um, and I think yeah I think just you know kind of manage the people you talk to you yeah. know and kind of you know if somebody's giving you their opinion of what mm-hmm. you know well I would have done this mm-hmm. or I would have done that mm-hmm. probably best to not get into it with that yeah. person yeah. Um, and probably if you're talking to somebody who's in it you know it's not a it's not one of those situations where mm-hmm. you want to be like it's a real fine line between you know giving your feedback mm-hmm. I think when somebody's like any kind of relationship is breaking up you know yourself it's so like when your friend comes to you and they're like I think you know you're like can I can I agree or yeah. are they going to go back together yeah 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 where do yeah, I go totally. with this you know yeah. and I think I was very lucky that how much can I bad mouth yeah at exactly this stage? are we at yeah. that stage are where we, I can be like yeah pack your bags is this <laughs> definitive yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's very tricky for people mm-hmm. to know how far to go and you know I think you have to be really careful on that I was very lucky that um I have a good circle of friends because I think it'd be quite when things are getting difficult, it'd be quite easy to get quite isolated. Yeah. Um, and what I found really helpful was just kind of um, noticing, like, might be out for dinner with the girls, and one of them might say something, and it would just kind of make me think, well, that's not really how things are in our house. We don't really do things like that together mm-hmm. anymore, or something. And because the thing is that, like, you know, when you're in the middle of a situation like this, you don't really have the time or the energy to sit back and be like, I'm just going to sit back and consider my life and yeah, see how it's all going. Yeah, you just you don't, don't have that, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm freelance, I've got a small child, yeah. you know. it's Who has well, Yeah, who has, see, exactly. You know, Nobody's, and you're not inclined to as no, well. If you no. know things are wrong, the last thing, to be honest, you want to do is be like, is it takes stock now. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think that, you know, you're kind of, sometimes like outside signifiers like that can be quite helpful but you don't really need people coming at you being like well what you should do now is this I would have done this and blah 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 like that's really unhelpful yeah yeah and um how would you approach like if there is someone in a relationship that's you Mm. know on the verge of breaking point and you're you're a friend of theirs a close friend like is there a way could any of your friends for instance have said to you luckily I think you know Mm. this isn't this isn't healthy for you you don't seem happy like is there a way of approaching someone so our situation was a mutual ending just Mm -hmm. to cover that but um I remember my best friend and this is in the book my best friend Shireen um said to me why don't you just stop trying and she didn't mean me specific you know but like if he was there she would have said the same thing to him it wasn't um and that was a really good thing to say in the sense that like it's really hard to admit that your relationship is in trouble yeah you're so defensive about it and but there are hopefully a few people who can maybe gently say things to you that you won't kind of rear up and get defensive Mm -hmm. because basically it feels like somebody's kind of going your life is you know yeah you know you just get really sensitive it's very very critical thing it is it really is so I think there's like, you know, if you're lucky, there may be, and I was lucky that there were maybe, you know, four women, my mom included, who could very gently say things like that, that like isn't, you know, I suppose it's if it's said in a sense of, I'm going to totally forget if you tell me tomorrow that you're having another child. Yeah. I'm on board for that. Yeah. You yeah, know, like yeah. if you're coming at it with that and, and what she was saying wasn't, she wasn't ju- she wasn't describing the relationship. She wasn't judging it. She was just suggesting an action. Yeah. Um, which is very helpful because I think if you're in that stage where your marriage might be over, you can be quite frozen, you know, mm-hmm. because you're so scared. Mm-hmm. So for somebody to actually suggest like quite a practical thing, not just to be like, well, I think that, you know, it's a mess. That will just make you feel shit. Yeah. Whereas to actually, you know, suggest that was a real kind of thing to grab onto. Mm-hmm. So I think something like that where you know saying something that like if like I say if they come back tomorrow and you're like we're going off on the weekend we're celebrating and it's awkward then between you yeah. and you've kind of burned that bridge mm-hmm. you want to be kind of careful but you know I suppose it wasn't my situation but I can totally understand our experience but I can understand where there gets to a point where people feel you know I think sometimes it is fair enough to just be like look I'm concerned about you yeah yeah you know? I know there's always those there extreme situations yeah, there really is there but really I think is. it's it can be very difficult for for friends because uh, you know, we all do it at some point in our lives. We prioritize our romantic relationship over our friendships, and we, you know, uh, you know, if we're if you're especially if you're building a family with someone, that's yeah, it's natural yeah, to do that, totally. and it's natural to try and 
you know put all your focus and and care and attention into that but sometimes I just I have just found in the past like you know it's hard for friends as well-meaning as they are Mm. and as clear as day as they can see a situation Mm. to approach it and say well this is where I think you're going wrong because it it can only really be seen as defensive so do you know what actually thinking about it another thing I think is helpful Mm. which definitely was helpful for me is if if somebody comes to you and they're, you know, suggesting that things are really bad mm-hmm. or they're, you know, there's been a big fight or they, they, they're probably coming to you upset. They're yeah. not just casually being like, by the way, yeah. you know, this going on. Yeah. One thing I think can be really helpful is in some way opening up to them the possibility of, well, like what would happen? Or, you know, it'll be okay. Yes. Okay. Whatever. So almost hypothetically. Exactly. Even. Yeah, exactly. And like basically what you're trying to do is make them feel like this will be okay. Like what my mum said to me was, um, she'll be okay about my daughter yeah and she said you know she's got a really solid home here yeah You've created a really solid home and that it was like it gave me permission ash yeah to kind of imagine because i found that really hard to um make the decision and again it was a mutual decision but i found it really hard because it felt like it wasn't my decision mm. like i have a child and it was going to so fundamentally affect her whole life yeah and so even though i knew i i was obviously devastated but i knew i would be okay and mm-hmm. i knew i could cope but I felt like you're saying, you know, I, you'd be saying things like, maybe we'll just stay until she's 18. And like, mm-hmm. if a friend said that, you'd be like, here, listen to yourself. You're you know? mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, but like, nobody can really know that until they are no. a parent of a child whose life they think they're about to That's it. Affect. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's it. But so I think if you can be a person who kind of like, just opens up that possibility for them. Mm-hmm. And I think I say in the book, like, like my mum's a shit liar. So, <laughs> you know, I would have known if she was... Yeah, if she was... Pulling the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, seeing that she could see... Like, my mum was real practical throughout all this. Okay. You know, which was so generous. I, she never... I only once saw her get upset, which, you know, is amazing. Yeah. And it was so... That's what you need. You totally need someone who's not going like, to ball. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And yeah. you're like, you're already carrying so much of your own upset. Mm-hmm. And I could totally understand if parents are upset. Of course they are. Mm-hmm. But it was so generous of her that she never put that on me mm. and so I had someone looking at me who I know cares about my daughter mm-hmm. almost as much as me and her dad yeah. do and she was going this is going to be okay yeah. this is going to be fine You're, everyone's going to get through a, this what a fantastic parent can yeah. I just say because yeah yeah like all through my life anytime anything's ever happened my parents if my parents are feeling strong I feel strong that's it and it was funny because um during like COVID and stuff, I was like, I was so, at the very start, I was really, really anxious mm. about money and mm, you know, all the, mm, as everyone mm, was. Totally. Um, and I remember thinking, if my mom and dad start to worry, yeah, yeah, then I'll start to worry. <laughs> and they, ha- and they yeah, didn't. And they showed, like they showed strength and that yeah. was so. I think that's one of the most, that's a wonderful, the best thing you can do as yeah. a parent is to reflect back to them. This is going to be okay. And I'm sure you've had to do that for Sarah as totally, well. Totally, yeah. totally. And I have to say going through this has made me much better at that. I think before yeah. I went through all this, I would have been much more inclined. Like remember, you know, her first day in Montessori, she was like, I'm scared, mommy. And I was able to be, I know, I was able to be like, that's okay you know yeah. so everyone gets scared yeah. and you, you're gonna because I genuinely know that now yeah. you know I yeah. know that it, you will get through these things yeah. and I'm not like helicopter in oh my yeah, god yeah, she's yeah. scared we have to fix this yeah you know? yeah yeah so my mum you know and Shireen as well like Shireen said to me of all my friends I know you're the one who could get through this and I remember at the time being like she's just saying that like that's you that's know smoke, but also smoke, kind yeah. of believing her yeah like when I look back now I'm like why would I be any different than anyone else? Everyone will get through this. Of course yeah. they will. They'll all, you know, we'll all be fine. Mm-hmm. But at the time mm-hmm. I was like, Shireen thinks that, okay, I can yeah. do this. Okay, you know? yeah. Vote of confidence. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got this. Yeah. So like, I think if you're like nearest and dearest mm-hmm. can kind of say to you, like whatever happens, You'll you know, significant grand. nod, we all know what's going to happen here. Yeah. We're just not saying it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to be okay. Yeah. That can then like, A, open up a possibility mm-hmm. for you that you weren't allowing yourself to consider yeah. and B, just reassure you like yeah. that actually, yeah, it will be okay. Yeah. And there was a couple of other hilarious things like don't try and set your recently divorced <laughs> friend up on a date and like, yeah. you know, yeah. smash two people together that have nothing in common yeah. other than the fact that they're both single. And then complain to them that divorce is very expensive like those sorts of things just seem yeah yeah I mean the setting really insensitive up, I think and yeah and I think with the setting up I suppose you're just like have well, people tried to do that to you yeah if yeah oh, yeah and I suppose and I'm totally well-intentioned like totally well-intentioned yeah but I suppose you're like it makes you feel like you're like 
I'm grand like yeah. I'm, you know what I mean and you yeah. it's like kind of how it's like you're not gonna be okay now until there's a man back in the scenario yeah, yeah, yeah. like no no I really am fine yeah. so I kind of find it like from that point of view you're just yeah. like and like fine. I mean aside from the fact that we all know like as our good friend Cher says <laughs> you know men are great we love them mm. we don't need them to live which is a compl- an absolute fact and it's funny that you know I mean, there's loads of things that men are great for, but I, there's not one single thing that I can think that a man can do that a woman can't do for herself. I mean, like I always think when I'm talking about this, you know, I'm I'm very lucky that I have my daughter, you yeah. know? I think it, I would definitely, you know, I would have found it much more difficult diff- to be honest. You'd be you in know? a different position. I would. Yeah, I was yeah, 38 yeah. when yeah. we separated, you know. I really wanted a child. Obviously not everyone wants a child, so that, you know, but as someone who wanted a child... I think that would have been more difficult, but, uh, or a different situation. But I also think that like, when you go through something like this, one of the lovely parts about it, like when you separate, it's like you're constantly questioning your own life. It's quite exhausting. You know, you're like, oh God, you feel like everything's failed. You're constantly thinking, is your child okay? Have I, in, you know, fucked them up completely? Mm-hmm. Is this going to ruin? But then you get to the point where you're like, you stop doing that. You stop like pulling at the thread mm-hmm. of your own life and you kind of settle into mm-hmm. This is really lovely. Mm-hmm. And so things like, gotta set you up, you're like, no, I'm really like, I'm, I'm actually mad about my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny how other people might not believe that though. I know. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, because, yeah. But again, I think that's projection because people have a vision of what your life should look like and what their life should look like. Yeah. And I feel like if theirs looks a certain way and they're happy, then they assume that the only way... It can way, niggle at them, definitely, yeah. if you're over there doing your own thing and it's different. And and you're also happy. And you're also happy. Yeah, it They're definitely like, can. It's, I think it's it, like a yeah. mirror on yeah. their Yeah, existence. 100%. One of the things, um, one of the big things from the book was about Sarah and how mm. she is your, like, the light in your life. <laughs> and it's just so sweet. And, oh, like, she's so sassy, but also <laughs> it's it's the relationship that you guys have, I think, is, is wonderful. And it's it's kind of one of the things on your list was to say for anyone to say something to you that mm. would indicate that your child yeah. in any way yeah. would not be okay from this yeah I mean, and that really stuck with me because yeah I kind of feel like I've seen in and and especially now like we're in 2020 families are not mammy daddy baby anymore yeah. they're mammy mammy baby or daddy daddy baby or like no dad or no ma'am or grandparents and uncles and aunts like mm. or or carers or you know there's mm. not one you know perfect way to be a family totally and there's also not one perfect way to raise a child and I think the only thing that matters you know in a child's life from a very practical perspective is that they feel really loved and supported totally and I think it's abundantly clear from the book that that's what you're doing for Sarah Mm. so for anyone to say to someone who's going through separation divorce that they might be worried about their child or you know how how is she going to handle it is that a bad thing to I mean what happened to me was a really specific one Mm. the person didn't know that we were separated so like you know so this did happen yeah they said to me um oh it always makes me really sad when I see families that are separated because I just know that's never going to be okay you know for the children and And they didn't know they didn't know and I later found out that their marriage was in a difficult place at the time it's not okay. anymore. So I kind of like when you're at that place where you think that something might be wrong, it is like looking into the gate. You're just yeah. like the mouth of horror opens yeah. up and you're so scared. So I can see how that's, you know, and obviously they didn't know. So like, you know, yeah, I'm not they weren't for doing it. No, yeah, no, and I'm not for a minute suggesting like nobody expressed an opinion in case you never know. You know, of course, there's yeah, obviously of course, to be yeah. kind of um, real about these things. But I suppose that's, so that was an extreme. But I think in general, I think like with a lot of things, we're rethinking how we talk about from like people's bodies or people's yeah. child situation whatever you know um and I think like the reality just is that like everyone will be okay and that like you said there like how what families look like is completely changing mm-hmm. and you know I would love if this book in any way contributed to that sense of a general shift from like if it's not this it's not okay you know yeah. and I did a takeover the other day for um Frollo which is a single parents um app and somebody messaged me and said you know my daughter's three and we're just kind of going through it and is your because my daughter was three at the time she was obviously like is she okay mm-hmm. and I was getting back and I was like yeah like, and she said does she ever get sad about it and I was questioning myself because I was like no she she doesn't and I was thinking am I being defensive like does she and, but she genuinely you know and I was able to say to this woman like she genuinely like she occasionally will say, th- say to me things about like um 
marriage and wedding you know mommy and daddy but that is just because she's into Disney and like and that's, what that's she's a game seen, yeah. and like I'm the main woman in her life he's the main man you know what I mean yeah. but it's not in a wistful sad you know yeah like I've always kind of made a point saying to her like oh well everyone's different you yeah. know um and so I, and I think that's a good baseline for them to have on anything on, on everything on yeah, everything. Yeah, totally. yeah yeah and like and so the reality is like exactly like you said there like Sari is adored she's adored by her father she's a fabulous relationship with them she, you know are both their families are around her she has a lovely life you know she sees that I'm very happy mm-hmm. like I think that was something I was quite conscious of yeah. I remember having a conversation with friends when we were in our 20s and they were talking about their parents and I remember noticing that they were kind of worried about them and I clocked oh it's because they're both their parents are separated and like I'd never worry about my parents I mean, maybe selfishly yeah <laughs> like, they're fine yeah. they're fine they're grand. they have yeah, each other yeah exactly <laughs> and like that kind of struck with me and so it struck with me and I'm so I'm quite conscious of like letting Sari know that I'm that having a great good. old time over yeah. here so and that's it I mean for for any um you know female parent that's a really good totally example to set for a child anyway particularly a little girl totally who yeah. will look at you and be like well and and like it's kind of beautiful that Sarah will grow up and she'll be like like relationships you know they can go one way they can go another I'm totally. still going to be fine and that, exactly That's so and like, cool. I hope to kind of unconsciously set those standards for her mm. so like her standards are I have great female friends or men yeah, yeah. who are really important to me and yeah. I give that a lot of time yeah I have if I'm lucky you know work that I absolutely love yeah that I find really exciting and enjoyable and mm-hmm. interesting. You know, I have things that I know make me feel like I'll always, like I'm going for a run. I always feel great after that. Yeah. Was like that was so satisfying. You know, so that these are the little things that kind of click into her mind yeah. as things that are good to have in your mm-hmm. life, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and that she can look back if she ever does worry about me and kind of know instinctively, no, like mommy was grand. She was having a great old life. Yeah. You know? And you <laughs> continue to have great old life. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as far as I can see, you're killing it. Um, <laughs> that you. was deadly. Thanks so much. It Leah. was my pleasure. That Such so an cool. honor to be on this podcast. Thank oh, you so thanks. much. Um, and thanks everyone for listening. I hope you guys got something out of that. I think like the, the, the general rule or the take home message is probably just like maybe have a quick think before you speak and say something really offensive. Um, but also just come at it from a perspective of, you know, everyone's situation is different and you never, you know, you can never really know what's going on. So just tread carefully and be kind first and foremost. Um, so, yeah, thanks once again, Leah. My pleasure. And Thank How you. to Fall Apart is out now. You can buy it like all the places, Eason's and Dubray and all those good places. And actually you signed a rake of them, didn't you, somewhere? Yeah, in the gutter bookshop. Yeah. So, so if you and like look, Leah hangs around this office a lot. So if you want to get her to <laughs> sign your book, I mean just pop over. Um and yeah, until next week I have really actually, sorry, I'm buzzed about the guest I have for um next it's the, it'll either be next week or the week after. But I have them locked down. They are mega famous. They are from a Netflix T V show. And that's all I can say. I'm but need to know who this is. Oh, I'm going to tell you off mic. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very exciting. So until then, thanks so much for listening. Stay safe. Have fun. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 